Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Please tell me you remember the Kendall Jenner Pepsi fiasco. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Kardashians and the Jenners at this point, if they tarnish a brand campaign, I feel like that's already part of the brand's strategy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think at this point, like Beyond Meat, when they worked with Kim Kardashian on the campaign where she like, she didn't even take a bite out of their food and was like, wow, this is delicious. I feel like they kind of already factored in the fact that, you know, if we were to get canceled for this campaign, like that's part of the strategy. Just because that typically does happen <laughs> with the Car Jenners, you know, working with scandalous brands like Dolce & Gabbana and Pepsi. If you're not familiar with the Pepsi situation, the Cliff Notes version is that Kendall Jenner was essentially brought into this campaign to help Pepsi like solve police violence and police hate crimes against other people one Pepsi can at a time. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. Like, please Google the campaign, okay? It even looks more ridiculous when you actually watch it. Um, but I want to use this example to showcase how brand campaigns come to fruition and how there is a lot, basically the majority of this process happens in a room that you as the influencer are not in. And then you are later invited invited to enter the conversation to help execute this campaign and be like the human face behind this campaign. Not unlike how it happened with Kendall. Granted, I never worked on the Pepsi Kendall campaign. I was not on that team. Um, so I can't 100% confirm that that is how Every single thing, you know, happened there. But having worked as an art director in the advertising industry and been a part of brand campaigns and the ideation process and then, you know, sourced influencers and invited them to be part of that campaign, I'm very familiar with how this works. So I can confirm that that is probably, generally speaking, how it happened within the Pepsi x Kendall Jenner situation. So there's a lot that influencers don't really consider about um, brand campaigns, especially ones that are hosted by larger companies, because there is a lot that goes into it. And it's very important for you as the influencer to also do plenty of research to see what is like the PR reputation of this brand and how does that reputation of the brand affect my potential reputation as an influencer and as somebody who has a personal brand. Um, the reason why that's really important to consider is because you also have a name to protect, but more importantly, you have a likeness to protect. You have a personal brand to protect. 
with brands, their larger brands don't really have like a human face behind the brand. That's why they hire brand ambassadors like Kendall Jenner, because then Kendall Jenner ends up being the face of the brand for a certain amount of time or even till now, like people still think of her when they think of Pepsi um, and think of Pepsi when they think of Kendall, not necessarily for the best reasons. So let's first start with like how brand campaigns kind of come to light and come to realization. And then afterwards, we can talk about how you as an influencer, um, you know, using Kendall's example can be really careful in protecting your reputation um, for future brand collaborations and, and just protecting your personal brand in general. So when brand campaigns first kind of start a brewing, and I can confidently say this because I, I've worked on the brand side and been a part of the teams that like came up with concepts for these campaigns, figured out what influencer or celebrity we should, you know, have endorsed the situation and whatnot. So it kind of, for depending on how large the company is, you'll typically have creatives or, or marketers um, come up with the idea that relates to a specific target audience. So in Pepsi's case, again, I was not on Pepsi's team, so I can't confirm that this is exactly how it happened, but having had industry experience can generally say this is probably how it happened. Um, Within the Pepsi campaign, you know, you had creatives and marketers be like, okay, well, you know, we want to come up with this idea. We want to target the younger generations, Gen Z, um, millennials, maybe younger millennials who are more passionate about social issues. And we want to be a part of the conversation about police violence and racial injustice and all of that. The idea is then come up with, okay? And here's the part that nobody really talks about. (laughs) This idea goes through multiple, multiple levels of approval sometimes taking months. And depending on the size of the company, it can take a couple months. It can take half a year to get approved. Um, Because you have so many different chains of command within a specific department and then within the larger company itself, because if it is a campaign on something like a social issue, like racial injustice, like, you know, police violence, that's probably going to have to go through additional chains of approval, maybe through stakeholders and investors and like a bigger board as opposed to just a marketing department, because this is a conversation that is very volatile and can be um, a, a a ticking time bomb (laughs) for the brand um, if done incorrectly. So it goes through multiple chains of approval. The concept alone, this has not yet been approved. Kendall Jenner has not yet been hired. You know, she has not even been like probably contacted yet. And in this pitch deck for the idea, you have probably a, a, a slide or two of possible celebrity endorsers for this message and for this concept. And then that gets approved. Certain people are swapped out. And then maybe they say, okay, yeah, let's do, let's contact Kendall. And then let's contact this other celebrity and see like who responds first. Let's have them do like, let's do a casting. Let's do like a test. Let's figure out which one is a better fit for the situation. So then you have Kendall who is, let's say Kendall is selected, right? Then they go through the actual filming and execution process and the script and like all this other stuff to actually bring this thing to life. 
And all of this is taking time, right? And then what ends up happening is then this campaign is getting into the editing stages and um, is there's a set launch date, whatever that launch date is. The campaign goes live and then it goes to shit <laughs> because the message backfires, right? This is like a really real Cliff Notes version <laughs> of kind of probably how it happened. And then it backfires. But here's the thing. Even though the campaign was created by Pepsi, the influencer takes the fall. Why? Because Pepsi doesn't have a face to the company. That's why they work with influencers. That's why they work with brand ambassadors or celebrities. So Kendall now takes the fall for this campaign. Kendall is the scapegoat. Every single time now you think of Pepsi, you think of Kendall because of this fucking campaign. And then that's always going to be attached to her reputation. It still is, right? And Pepsi kind of got off fine. You know, they're probably still selling their products just fine. You know, they're investing into other brands, no problem. They're carrying on additional other campaigns. Like nobody thinks of like, oh, wow, Pepsi really fucked up. Everybody says, oh, my God, Kendall Jenner really fucked up. Even though that was not her campaign, that was not her idea. You know, she, granted, right? Like, that doesn't mean that she's absolved of all wrongdoing. Like, that's still a choice that she made and her team made to be a part of this conversation. But chances are, usually at this stage of a campaign this massive, an influencer isn't really given the right to be like, editing the campaign. They either agree to the campaign as is, or they agree to forfeit their spot and ultimately access to this budget to give it to another celebrity who would agree. So some things that you can learn from more macro influencer campaigns or brand ambassadorships like, you know, Kendall Jenner and Pepsi. And I would argue also like Adam Masseri being the face of Instagram, right? We always knock him for all of his updates, despite the fact that, is he the only one making these updates? Probably not. Is he like in charge of actually making all these updates? Probably not. He's just the friendly face that communicates it to us. Okay. (laughs) So The things that you can learn as an influencer who's probably engaging more so in brand activations um, through social media and maybe at times a billboard, but probably for the majority of your career, you're doing smaller scale brand campaigns than a Kendall Jenner or Kim Kardashian, right? Not to say that those things are not in your future. They are. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Like, hello. Um, There are some things that you need to, to understand. The first thing is that um, being an influencer, I'm, as I'm sure you've already gathered, is, is harder than some of the girlies make it seem. You have to do a lot of research. You are a business. You have to take into account who are the businesses that I'm associating with and creating with and attaching my likeness and name and personality to. There are certain considerations that an influencer has to take into account that traditional businesses do not. You are literally not only creating content for somebody, you are handing over your likeness to somebody. And you are essentially saying, yeah, it's okay for me as a human being to represent and associate with this brand. That's what you're saying. You're not saying I'm just creating content for you. 
No, no. You're saying, I'm associating with you, right? I'm sitting with you, okay? (laughs) I'm sitting at your table. That's what it means. And if it, that's, if you're like, oh my God, Kate, that sounds so serious. It is. That's the point. It is. Um, I need you to understand that this is a serious thing. You're not just working with brands to get another, another buck. You're working with brands because you're building relationships and you're building associations, right? So that's really important to remember. The second thing to, con- to consider um, is let's freaking hope and pray to God that you are already reading your contracts very thoroughly and very carefully. If you cannot afford a lawyer to read over your contracts, because I know they can be expensive, girl, do, do some gazoogling, okay? And, and find out what some of these terms mean. You can also join the mobsters where we have an influencer glossary of all these terms in the contracts that I personally use myself to like redline things for clients and be like, no, no, (laughs) we're crossing that out. We're not going to do that. And one of the things that I um, like to cross out or renegotiate is something that brands like to include called an indemnity clause. An indemnity essentially absolves the brand of any loss or harm that may result um, from this campaign. And not only do you absolve them, you actually take the blame, basically. That's me like translating it. Um, And that essentially means that, for example, using Kendall's example, right, um, is that you volunteer yourself to be the scapegoat. And you're saying that if you work with a brand to... (laughs) on a concept that supposedly solves police uh, crime and racial injustice one Pepsi can at a time, then if there is a PR crisis as a result of that, and sometimes if the brand gets sued as a result of that campaign, you are the one that is the person that's going to be taking all of that responsibility. So having a lawyer and or a manager in your corner who can flag that down and be like, um, absolutely not is helpful. But I understand that it can take a little while to get to that point where you're like comfortable um, in hiring a manager or a lawyer, financially speaking. So that's also why the mobsters was born, um, which is a membership community. You can tap into a manager and other industry experts, um, to help you continue and build upon your career as an emerging creator. An indemnity clause can ruin your relationship. It can ruin your financial stability. If a brand, like I said, gets sued for a campaign. So look out for that and either ask the brand to remove that or renegotiate the terms so that it mutually protects both of you because you are not going to be volunteering yourself as the scapegoat for their bullshit. Um, because like I said, not only do you end up in a situation where like Kendall, you are associated with this horrible Pepsi campaign for the rest of your life. And possibly tarnishing the po- the brand relationships that you may have in the past because of this issue, um, you also may end up, you know, having to financially 
lose something as a result of of this um, of a possible PR crisis. Um, so it's important to understand that you as an influencer are a person, you have a likeness, you have a personality, you're not just giving the brand access to your community, you're giving access to your personal brand, which depends on you as a person. And it is very important to remember that and to protect that as much as possible. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.